0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the City Place Church Podcast. Please join me in a moment of prayer before we get started. Heavenly Father, thank you for the person listening to this prayer. I ask that you would help open their mind and their heart and that you would speak directly to them through today's message. In the name of your son, my brother, Jesus Christ, I pray, amen. Hey, good morning, City Place family, Pastor Damon, and I am so excited to see you all this morning right here for City Place Church Online. Listen, I pray that you had an amazing week in Jesus. The kids are out of school here in Florida. I don't know if your kids are out, if schools are out where you're watching from. No matter where you're watching from, though, we welcome you right here to City Place Church Today, Now listen, to make your experience a little bit smoother, I want to encourage you to remove your distractions. Like, just push some things aside and get ready to engage in today's message, in today's service. We're going to be continuing our series, Dream Again, and I've got a part two of Sweet Dreams that I can't wait to download to you. Listen, I want to encourage you to download today's message notes at cityplacechurch.com backslash notes because you're going to want to follow along and you're going, to, you're going to want to engage in all that God is saying and all that God wants to do today in your life. I also want to let you know that we're going to worship the Lord with our giving uh, during our service. Our heart is to be a generous church. And when you and I come together and, and we give unto the Lord, literally we're able to make an impact in our city in our nation and in the world and we get to do some things in our church that allows us to become a pillar in our church and so during our service you'll have an opportunity to worship god in that as well i also want you to just lean in today i want your hearts to be ready for what the lord will say in your life and what he'll do are you with me listen do me a favor Make sure that you share today's message, because as we talk about sweet dreams and as we talk about leaning into the presence of the Lord today, I want to make sure that you and your friends and your families and people you don't know, that they all have an opportunity for their dreams to come alive. So I'm going to pray. And I want you to just remove the distractions, get ready to engage in today's message, take notes, and let's believe that we're going to leave here differently than the way we came in. Amen. So come on, Father, we love you today. We thank you for your power, your presence. We welcome you into today's time. Father, receive all the glory and all the honor this morning here at City Place Church. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Good morning, City Place. We're so glad to see you this morning. Are you ready for the Word of God? Come on. Are you ready for the Word of God? Listen, I don't know about you. I'm so excited. Father's Day is coming up soon. We get to celebrate all the men. We celebrated the strong ladies. Now we get to celebrate the strong men. We realize that not all dads or not all men are fathers, but Men, you and I have been called and designed to be strong men that represent the kingdom of God. You mentor, you father, you uncle, you granddad, you teach, you coach, you inspire, and we're going to celebrate you on Father's Day, which is going to be Dude Week is what we call it here at City Place Church. And so... Um, We are going to, I'm going to continue our series Dream Again, but we started last week just thought around Sweet Dreams. Sweet dreams. And so I'm going to continue that thought. Sweet dreams today. Uh, Dreams, I I just believe so many of you have been emailing us and texting us about what God's doing. And in fact, uh, I'm going to show you really, really quick, just a quick little video of what God is doing in the life of someone right here at City Place Church. Check this out. Deandra is an awesome part of the City Place Dream Team. You're a part of young adult, small group, kids' ministry. You just got your footprint all over just everything that's happening here at City Place Church. But you and I were talking recently. We were talking about what God's doing in your life. And you, you've had God show up in this year. We, we declare that it's the year that God does it. And I told you, you have to share your story so that everyone can know that God really is causing dreams to come alive again. So share just a little bit about just the academic side and some of the things that's happening in your life where you're just like, God, you're showing up for me.
1: Cool, so about a year ago or so, I decided that I wanted to go and pursue my master's in mental health counseling. So got myself together, sent a whole bunch of applications, to a whole bunch of schools, and was like, you know what, Lord, Wherever you see fit for me, that's where I'll go. So I sent out a whole bunch for doctor programs out the state to Texas, all literally across the United States. And, you know, God humbled me and said no. So I was like, okay, that's cool. Let me go ahead and bring it down a notch and instead of going for my doctorate, let's go for my master's. So went through that and more schools, this time within the state. And then I got a little cocky because I was like, everybody can get into UCF. I'm going to get into UCF incorrect um so then there was one school left and it was Stetson so I got into Stetson for my master's in mental health counseling but along with that prayer that I had been asking God for you know just place me where you want to place me and like wherever you feel that's fit for me just put me I also prayed in that prayer that you allow me to be financially free Mm. and I prayed that prayer for probably a solid year every single day Lord, put me where you want to put me, and let me come out of it financially free. And not only did I get into graduate school, but I also got a graduate assistantship, wow. which basically puts me out at being financially free, which was amazing.
0: So what, what what would you say to someone that's that's watching right now in regards to dreaming again and seeing God literally answer a prayer? What would be one encouragement for someone who's like, I'm listening to this Dream Again series, but I I don't know. Like, what would be one encouragement for someone watching?
1: As long as you stay grounded, stay in touch with those who are going to encourage you, pray with you, just keep you pushing when you feel as if you can't push for yourself. Just keep the faith, know that God is listening, although it may not sound like it. It may be a yellow light and not a green light, but he is listening. And, like, keep the faith, and he'll come through for you. He did for me. He's done for thousands of other people. So I know he will for you. That's
0: good. Come on, isn't that awesome, huh? God providing a graduate assistantship to Deandra. Literally, she prayed for it. God began to bring that dream to life, and she began to lean in. Why? Because this is the season that God does it. This is the year where God is bringing dreams back. To life. So how many of y'all know that it's good to hear stories of what God is doing and hear people tell him other than me just talking about it, amen? Well, if you have your Bibles, go with me to 1 Samuel chapter 17, 1 Samuel chapter 17. Last week, we we talked about sweet dreams, and we talked about how we were going to just attack the obstacles that try to keep us up at night, and so God has called us to dream again. We said every single week that dreams are birthed in the presence of the Lord and that the, the, the Spirit of God reveals those things that are fun and serious to us and we've we've quoted first Corinthians where uh, the Bible says I hasn't seen nor ear heard nor into the heart of man the thing that God has prepared for those who love him but it's revealed by his spirit and every single week of our series we've leaned in to 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 something that would cause God's dreams to come alive and last week I shared that one of the things that the Lord was, was just challenging me on was to make sure that we all get to the place where we're dreaming again, but to deal with the obstacles that stand in our way. The obstacles that stand in our way. And so I don't know what that obstacle Maybe the obstacle that you might be identifying—maybe it's your work-life balance, or your time, or, or 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 maybe it's it's health issue, or maybe it's finances, whatever it is. No matter where you're watching from—Facebook, YouTube—welcome to City Place Church online. I Also, want to make sure that you've downloaded today's message. Note cityplacechurch.com backslash notes, and then do me a favor: share today's message. Share today's message. Let let everybody know that City Place is having church, and that they can be your guest. But what what is the obstacle that may be standing in your way? We last week we 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 went into 1st Samuel chapter 17 and we we talked about the fact that in 1st Samuel 16 David had been anointed king of Israel and that he was once a shepherd and he was still a shepherd but when God literally said you will be king, God literally gave David God's dream for him, but also for the people of Israel. Because God's dream, we said this every single week, and I'll repeat it again, God's dream, kingdom dreams, have God's kingdom agenda, his kingdom plan, kingdom purpose for his people, but you and I get the benefit. See, our dream is limited. God's dream is not. And the Bible says that God anoints David in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord comes upon David from that day forward. And David is called to lead the people of Israel. In 1 Samuel 17, the Bible says that a Goliath rises to the scene who is a nine foot giant. And it says that for 40 days and 40 evenings, Goliath showed up and asked people of the the people of Israel, Bring me somebody who would fight me. Is there not anyone who would fight me? And we said last week that those obstacles are the things that the enemy would bring to try to silence God's dream in your life. See, sometimes we tolerate the obstacles because we've had the obstacle for years. Maybe it's a sickness such as asthma and, 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 and maybe we've grown accustomed to it and it, it may have been an obstacle. Well, I'm here to declare to you that those obstacles God wants to remove. I'm just bold enough to believe that in the year that God does it, that this is the year where God wants to declare to you that that obstacle can't stay. And so for 40 days and 40 evenings, 40 nights, the Bible says that this Goliath rose to the scene and that the people of Israel were on one side and the Philistines were on the other side. And Saul, the Bible says, and the people were afraid. But there's this young teenage boy who was anointed king, who has the spirit of the Lord for him, who has God's dream living on the inside of him, who shows up to the battlefield and knew that this giant was standing in the way of God's people, Israel, who he would potentially lead. So when he saw the obstacle, he didn't see just the obstacle. He saw an opportunity because there was a promise attached to it. There was two promises. One was the God dream that was on the inside of him. The second second was the promise of the king. The king said, nobody will pay taxes and you'll get my daughter. There was a promise attached to taking out the obstacle. See, there's a promise attached to removing the obstacle in your life. See, the God dream that God is beginning to birth in you, or maybe this is your first time watching and hanging out with us today, that God wants to begin to birth in you. The God dream that he puts on the inside of you, there will be an enemy that will try to take you out before you can accomplish your dream. Or there'll be an enemy, the devil, who will try to put something in front of you to cause you to hand over your dream. 40 days and 40 nights. And we read the first few verses and we skipped down the first 16 and 1 Samuel 17. And then we hopped over to Psalms chapter 127. Where the Lord said, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. And then it says this at the end, it says, for the Lord gives his beloved Sleep. We said that if we try to handle every aspect of the obstacle, every aspect of the dream, every aspect of the pursuit, protecting every single thing, we're literally trying to handle everything on our own. That's my dream. Limited capacity. But God's dream, God literally says, listen, let me build it. Let me guard it. You go to sleep. See, sweet dreams, sweet dreams. We're going to deal with the obstacles that are in our way so that when God steps in, he can remove the obstacle and you and I can dream God's dreams. We're talking about sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. We're talking about being able to dream again, look at the obstacle and not allow the obstacle to cause us to worry. In fact, we said this last week. We said worry does not take does not take away tomorrow's troubles. It takes away today's peace. Randy Armstrong said that. Like, if I'm worrying about tomorrow and I can't sleep, it's taking away today's peace. 40 days and 40 nights, I can imagine that the people of Israel and those who were fighting couldn't sleep. Saul couldn't sleep. He's thinking about waking up the next day. And there's a giant. I don't know about where you are right now, One thing I know is that God hasn't designed for you to live an extended life with an obstacle that he's designed to remove. Sweet dreams. My assignment before we're done is to have you so filled with faith and to have that obstacle face your Jesus. Can somebody say sweet dreams? Come on. Can somebody say sweet dreams? Because here's the thing. We're going to identify the obstacle And then we're going to attack the obstacle today in Jesus' name. Notice I said in Jesus' name. So we said worrying doesn't do anything. It just takes away today's peace. And in fact, in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus says, don't worry about the lilies of the field. It doesn't gain you any cubit in your stature. He says, but the one thing that you should do is allow the father to do it. But you just spend time and you seek him first in the kingdom of God and his righteousness will be added unto you. So we said this, we we'll write this down and, and, and this is in your notes. We said, God is awake so you can go to sleep and dream again. God is awake so you can go to sleep and dream again. Psalms 121 says this in verse four, it says, He who keeps Israel should neither slumber nor sleep. Literally in Psalms 121, the author of that ver- that that Psalm says, listen, God is the one who keeps Israel. He's not sleeping. See, God is the one who keeps your God dream." God is going to keep your God dream. God is going to keep you and your family because once God gives you his God dream, God will handle everything else. Let him build it. Psalms 127, let him defend it. You show up and you go to sleep. God is awake. So you go to sleep. So this morning, as we continue our little interlude series inside of our dream again series, go to sleep. God is awake. We said that last week. Then we said this. We said, your worry accomplishes nothing, so attack it. Your worry accomplishes nothing, so attack it. And this brings us to where we are today. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 40, it says that after Saul had literally dogged David, it says that um, Saul looked at him and says, who are you, you little boy? Is this the best that Israel has? Is this the best? You bring me this little ruddy head boy, this little small thing. Do you really think that something's going to happen? He looks at me, says, boy, I'm going to smack you around. I'm going to kill you and then I'm going to grab everybody's stuff. What he didn't realize was that David had an encounter with God. He didn't realize that the person that was standing in front of him had God's dream for him. He didn't realize that he was facing the king. He didn't realize that in order for the dream of God to be fulfilled, David had to show up, look at the obstacle and say, you're not an obstacle. You're an opportunity. We said that last week. We said that, listen, the perspective of how we see these things in our life is that we have to see it as a opportunity. We have to see the promise of God. It's either a problem or it's a promise. It's all in my perspective. See, the problem can get me stuck. Oh, worrying for 40 days and 40 nights. Or I can see the promise like King David shows us and says, listen, you're standing in the way of my God dream and I'm not going to let that happen. The Bible says that David looks at him and says, you're coming at me with a sword and a spear. But I come to you in the name of the Lord, my God, who will deliver you over to me today. And then he says, I'm going to cut your head off and then I'm going to drop it like as a microphone and everyone in the earth will know that the God in heaven is the one who reigns. As I was reading, I wanted to just deal with some things that I think we should pack because the Bible says this, let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 40. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 40. And I'm just going to paraphrase. I want you to pay attention to the bolden words. Pay attention to the bolden words. It says this in verse 40. It says that he took a staff. He chose five smooth stones. He had a shepherd's bag and it had a pouch in it. He grabbed his sling and he, he put that in his hand. And then when he gets to verse 45, he says, you come to me. I said this earlier. And then with a sword and a spear and a javelin. But he says, I come to you in the name of the Lord, my God. And then he literally says to him, this day you will be handed over to me. And so I was thinking about this giant that's in front of David. And I'm thinking about all that David had. And I'm thinking about how David saw the giant and how he may have defined the giant. I wonder if he looked at the giant and said, consistent problem. Consistent obstacle, thorn in our side, seems like, for others, insurmountable. Problem I can't shake, addiction. See, I'm trying to make it pliable now. I wonder if the obstacle in your life is constant sickness. I'm wondering if, the, if, if it's depression, anxiety, insecurity, past abuse, past church hurt that doesn't allow you to move forward, uh, divorce. Maybe some sort of secret sin that you feel like God can't forgive you. Maybe it's a finance issue. Maybe it's marital problems, kid problems, the dream that God's given you. Seems insurmountable and it's it's been delayed or maybe, maybe, maybe you feel like you have a little bit of faith and you feel like you need a lot of it. Maybe you haven't even started on your journey yet. I don't know what it is because not all obstacles seem to be bad obstacles. Sometimes it's just like I've been pushing, I've been trying, but I seem like I can't bust through. I don't know what your obstacle is, but here's the thing. I know that there is an obstacle in the way. And David looks and says, I have some things with me. And I'm going to remove you because you've been keeping people up at night. What's been keeping you up at night? What's been keeping you up at night? Has it, if, you, if, if you feel like you would love for us to pray, because we're going to pray for it today, but if you say, continue to surround us in prayer, will you text City Place to 9400 and just put in the box, this is my obstacle? Because what's keeping us up at night? I want you to write that on your message notes. What's keeping you up at night? Because the perspective is, is it a problem Or is it a potential opportunity and promise? Here's what David had in in, in his bag. Look, he had a rod, which was a staff. He had five smooth stones. He had the shepherd's bag. Write these down. He had a sling and he had the name of the Lord. He had a rod, five smooth stones, shepherd's bag with a pouch, a sling, and he had the name of the Lord. He had a rod. He had a rod. He took it with him, the Bible says. He took it with him to face this giant. And to me, when I, when I look at the rod, the rod represents comfort. So as he's going to face his obstacle, he also has peace. He, he's literally walking with this rod because this rod has been with him during his shepherd days. His, his, it, during the days where he had to fight off a lion and a bear, the rod was with him. He, he had it with him. Throughout his 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 younger days, and 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 that had proven to be faithful, like God had used it in the past, and so it brought him some comfort. and 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 he shows up, and he says, "I'm going to take this with me," and he, it, it represents his comfort. In fact, let me show you. <coughs> Psalms twenty three four says, "Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear." No evil, I will fear no obstacle, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. David is facing the obstacle of the giant and he says, I'm taking this with me because every time I've taken this with me, I've been fearless. Every time i have taken this with me, there has been no obstacle. Every time I've taken this with me, I know you're with me. It brings me comfort. He says, what you've given me brings me comfort. David said, I have a rod. See, you have a rod <coughs> whose name is Jesus. You have the comfort of Jesus. You have the comfort of the Holy Spirit. You have God, the Father, the creator of the universe, all to yourself. You don't have to allow the enemy to be an obstacle in your life. When God says, listen, take me with you. Unless I build the house, you work in vain. Unless I protect you, protect in vain. You go to sleep. I neither slumber nor sleep. If I'm awake, you go to sleep. Don't you worry about anything. We said this last week. Your worry accomplishes nothing, so attack it. David said, I am not going to allow anything to step in that's going to block the promise of God and the purpose of God on my life or anybody else's life because the God dream that I have impacts God's agenda, his purpose, his plan, his kingdom, and his people, but I get the benefit of being the king. God's dream for your life is going to impact more than you, so therefore, we can't just look and say, oh, I'm not going to be able to do it, or oh, maybe God doesn't want to do it. No, that's an obstacle, and it's time to move. It's time to attack, and he says, give me what I know. Your comfort's already with me. See, he says, I'm not going to worry about it. I've got his comfort. Can somebody say comfort? That was one of the weapons that he had. That's what we're trying to get to today. He had comfort. So what about the questions, questions that might keep me up at night? Does God really want me to have X, Y, Z? Is the power for that to happen still active today? And what if I don't believe it? I'm hearing you, Pastor Damon, but but what if I don't believe it? There's a scripture for that. In Jesus, there was a leper that came to Jesus in Matthew chapter 8. And he says this, he says, if you're willing, make me clean. Verse 3, Jesus says, listen, I'm willing. Be cleansed. Be be comforted today because, yes, he's willing. He wants that obstacle removed in your life. So just relax. Be comfortable. Go to bed tonight. Why? Because Jesus says, I'll handle it. I'll handle it. Yes, I'm willing to do it. Let me do it. But Pastor D, my obstacle is I don't believe. Like, what do I do with that? There's a problem. There, there's a solution for that in Mark chapter 9. There was a man who said, G, when Jesus said, if you can't believe, all things are possible. Immediately, the father cried out because his child was, 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 was ill. And, and he says this with tears. He says, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Jesus, through his comforting self, says, I can deal with your unbelief. I can deal with whether you, you're thinking about if I will do it. He says, in this season of dreaming again, let me work it for you. In the season and the year of let God do it, Jesus is like, let me be your comfort. Let me confirm my word to you in this season. Let me remo- rem- remove the doubt. Let me remove any obstacle to let you know I'm willing, I'm able. So take comfort In the promises of God, David had five smooth stones, which represent the strength and the sacred stones. Luke chapter six, verse 47 says this. It says, let me tell you that he is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose and the stream beat vehemently against the house, he could not be shaken for it was founded on a rock. Jesus had talked about in this parable, in this story, that there were people who built their house on the stand. And when the wind came and the, the waves came, that the houses blew away and, 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 just, and, and just went away. But Jesus says, listen, if your life is built on the rock, when the storms come, you aren't concerned Because you have a firm foundation. David grabbed a rod. That's my comfort. He grabbed a stone because he said, this is a sacred stone. This is where my life will be built on. My life has been built on since I was a shepherd. And now I'm taking the stone with me. He knew that if I have my rod, I'm comforted. If I grab those stones, I'm strong. This is a sacred stone. Jesus said, listen, the rock is your foundation. Psalms 118 says this, I will praise you for you answered me and have become my salvation. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our eyes. David grabbed a stone and he says, the stone that others have rejected is my chief cornerstone. David says, I'm going to attack this, this obstacle. I'm going to attack this giant and I'm going to use what God's given me. He's given me his comfort and he's given me the stone. He's given me the ultimate rock. Jesus has already given you his comfort and Jesus has given you his stone. When other people may reject Jesus, you grab hold of Jesus. Do you hear me? When other people reject Jesus, you grab hold of Jesus. Why? Because he's given himself to you. The Bible says that he has a shepherd's bag with a pouch. And when you look it up, you dive a little bit deeper. It was literally used in hunting and war, but it was also used for for music, which is different. When you look it up, it's like you dive into it and it's like he had this pouch because he knew he was going to battle. But he didn't just leave the battle. He also brought a little bit of worship. See, Psalms 95 says, Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. So David is picking up these stones and he's like, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us shout joyfully unto the rock of our salvation. So he's literally setting this atmosphere where he's literally taking all of the aspects where God has revealed himself. And he's just like, I'm not letting you go in in this moment of facing my obstacle. So he literally says, I'm going out to battle and I'm bringing worship. And he says, I'm going to sing unto the rock of my salvation. He had a rod. He had stones. He had a bag. Watch this. The Bible says this, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God through the pulling downs of strongholds. See, sometimes you and I have to worship God. Sometimes you and I show up to the fight. And we give God worship. We declare to God what he's going to do to the obstacle before it ever happens. David said, I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord. I've got my rod. I've got my rocks. I've got my pouch that says I'm ready for battle. I'm attacking. But I got worship in my heart. Come on, right where you are. Can you just say how much you love Jesus right where you are? Can we take five seconds and just give Jesus some worship, even though you might be looking at the obstacle? Come on. Can we just shift it for a second? Come on. Put your shoulders back. Put your head up and say obstacle. Come on. Declare whatever it is. You Say not today. I'm not losing any more sleep. And just come on. Just say, Father, you are my rock. I will sing unto you. You are the rock of my salvation. Just simple worship. That's what David did. That's what David did. That's what David did. Then the Bible says that he grabbed, he grabbed the sling. When you look at it, it means to hurl forth, to declare. He didn't stop his declaration. He literally grabbed the rocks, the rod, the pouch. He grabbed the sling because he said, I'm about to hurl some things. I'm about to hurl the rock. You catching it? I'm about to hurl the rock, the solid rock, my foundation, the one that I worship, the rock of my salvation. I am about to let it go. So I am about to declare that you come to me with your sword and your spear, but I come to you in the name of the Lord, my God. I am declaring in front of your face, worship that he is the Lord, my God. And I'm declaring to you obstacle that my God, whose name I'm coming in, is going to take you out today, not tomorrow, but today. He's going to remove you today. And then I'm going to cut your head off because I'm not going to see or deal with you anymore. You will never again impact God's dream for me because God's dream for me impacts somebody else and I'm not going to let you impact them. Sometimes you got to declare God's promise to you. This is the year that God does it. Come on, say, Father, this is the year that you do it. Come on, this is what God's declared prophetically to our church. So we're going to declare it. So he had a rod. He had a staff. He had five smooth stones. He had the shepherd's bag and he had a sling. And he said, I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord. My God. And the Bible says, that he used the name of the Lord. So he had the sling, which meant to release and to hurl forth and to declare. And he had the name of the Lord. I come to you in the name of the Lord. Because it was the same God that gave him the God dream. See, when we face our obstacles, we bring everything that God has given to us That represent him well, his comfort and peace. We've got the stone that others may reject, but he's our Jesus. We've got the bag where we put just the worship that we pull out where Jesus is. We get ready to release it and we declare, I sing unto you. I worship you because you are the stone of and the rock of my salvation. But it's in your name where I'll get victory. So the Bible says he releases the stone. Let's pick back up in the story. David is standing in front of the giant, 1 Samuel 17. And the Bible says he starts running. I said this last week. He starts running at the giant. And the Bible says that there's a giant and an armor bearer in front of the giant. And the Bible says that David grabs the stone I don't even know how he did it, y'all. He put it in his sling and let it go. And the Bible says that that one stone, he didn't even use the other four. One stone hits the giant square in the head and the Bible says that the giant falls. One stone. One stone who just so happens to be the chief cornerstone, who happens to be David's rock of salvation, who happens to be the foundation where you build your house and you don't stress out when the obstacles of life come. I have to believe that David literally was releasing the power of Jesus. See, sometimes write this down. You have to let Jesus loose. You have, to, you have to let Jesus loose. You have to let him loose when your obstacle's in the way. Why? Because he is the very one who literally went to, to hell and the Bible says took back the keys of death and the grave. So there's victory in the name of Jesus. He is the one who literally brought you salvation, brought me salvation, brought you freedom, brought me freedom, brought us life. We have to let Jesus loose. We can't put him in a box We can't contain Jesus. We have to let him loose. Why? Because there's an obstacle that's trying to keep us up at night. And David was like, uh uh, I'm letting the stone go. The Bible says that it hits the giant in the head. But David wasn't done yet. He had a rod, he had five stones, he had a shepherd's pouch. He had, watch now, he had the name of Jesus. He had the name of Jesus. He had the sling. But he also found the sword. The Bible says because he didn't have a sword, you have to read it. Let me see if I can find it. It is in, it is at the end of 1 Samuel 17. It's at the end of 1 Samuel 17, it says that because David didn't have a sword, I'm going to paraphrase for time. It says that he ran over to the giant, grabbed his sword, pulled his sword from his sheath and cut his head off. He grabbed his sword. Out of his sheath. And cut his head off. He told him that he would do that. He grabbed his sword out of his sheath and cut his head off. See, he knew that um, even though the giant could be dead, I want to make sure that the obstacle never resurfaces again while I'm carrying God's dream. See, God's dream and God's heart for you in this moment is to eliminate the obstacle, not to tolerate the obstacle Not to ever live and worry will the obstacle rise again. Did we take him out? Is he still alive? I don't really know. Did you you get rid of him the proper way? I don't really know. I don't know. And then all of a sudden they're worrying about who else could come. No, David said, the Lord God is going to bring you to me. He's going to deliver you and your head will be cut off and the Lord will receive the glory. See, in this season of dreaming again in the year that God does it, see, God is going to remove obstacles in your life. You're going to dream again. God is going to do it so that you could literally tell everyone around you that he is the God above every other thing. Why? Because God's dream for your life impacts his purpose, his kingdom, his agenda, his plan, his people. But You and I get the benefit. I'm talking about sweet dreams, those things that would try to keep you up at night that God says. You go to bed because I'm awake. And when worry tries to settle in, attack the obstacle. Attack the obstacle. See, the sword represented the word of God. The Bible says that the word of God is so sharp that it can pierce joint marrow, soul and spirit. And it is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The Bible says that he sent forth his word and healed them and delivered them from all of their destruction. David said, it's your word that I've hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. David said, it's your word that you said, that you promised me when when you gave me your God dream for me. And it's going to be your word that will stand in this moment. See, we have comfort. We have the rock who is Jesus. We have the the, the place that allows our heart to be in a place of worship, the pouch. We have the ability to declare and release the name of Jesus. And then we have the word of God, the sword. See, God wants to eliminate the obstacle, not tolerate the obstacle. See, the name of the Lord, the the weapon that he had in the name of the Lord was authority. Authority over everything that's been trying to keep you up at night. This morning, I just want you to grab hold of God's word. I want you to grab hold of The fact that when God gives you and downloads to you his God dream for you. Remember the motion picture of heaven that puts together what he wants to say and what he wants to do. Any obstacle that would arise in your way. Not today. This obstacle is either a problem or a promise. My perspective is, is that this is going to be removed because I got to get to God's promise for my life sweet dreams the obstacles that's been keeping you up at night this is where we deal with that right now right where you are right where you are you say Pastor Damon I have some obstacles in my life only you know in fact what I want you to do is I want you to write those obstacles down Write on your sheet of paper. You don't have to put all of them in the comments, but I want you to write them down. I want you to just look at them. Come on, write them down. I'm going to give you I'm gonna give you 10 seconds to write them down. Come on, write them down. I have a few things that's been standing in my way. I have a few things that have been standing in my way. Personal, as a pastor, I, ha- I have some things that's been in the way. Come on. And I want you to write them down. And we're going to pray. We're going to receive the comfort of God. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to begin to worship God. We're going to, we're going to lean in to all that God has as he's caring for our dream, but it's really his. Are you with me? Do you have faith that if we attack this obstacle this morning and we come in the name of the Lord with a heart of worship and release Jesus and release the word of God that that obstacle that's in your life no matter how big it may appear God can handle do you believe it? come on, get look at it and Just here, here's what I want you to do I want you to grab that sheet of paper whatever you're looking at I want you to just say this come on, repeat this after me say Father your grace and your mercy comes with me I receive it You are my rock and my stronghold. It says in your word that if I offer up prayers in faith, that you hear me and that you will respond. Thank you for your promises. This morning, we attack, you put in the area, the areas of our life in our home, in our church, and release it to you. You already took care of it. When you died on the cross for us, Jesus, you died so that we may live. We receive all of the victory that you've given us in your name. Amen. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Can you say yes, victory in Jesus' name? Victory in Jesus' name. We're not dealing with obstacles. We're not dealing with circumstance. We're not dealing with problems. We're dealing with promises and opportunities. Right where you are, I want to pray for you. If you are away from Jesus, or maybe you don't know him, I want to give you an opportunity to meet him today. You're hanging out with us online, and maybe the obstacle for you is you haven't trusted him yet. My prayer is that today you give Jesus a chance. On the count of three, what I want you to do is I want you to just whisper this prayer. Say, Jesus, it's me. Ready? One, two, three. Jesus, it's me. And together we're going to pray. And I want to invite you into a relationship with Jesus. And it's simple. I'm going to say a prayer and we're going to ask Jesus literally to come inside of our heart. We're going to acknowledge that he died and rose again because the Bible says that God so loved you that he gave his only son, that whomsoever believe in him wouldn't perish, but have everlasting life. And today I want to invite you into a relationship with Jesus. The Bible says this, it says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And this morning, I'm asking you to call on Jesus' name. You ready? Come on, here we go. Say, dear Jesus, I thank you for dying for me. I thank you for raising from the dead. I acknowledge you today as my Lord and my Savior. And I accept you freely in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, City Place. Can you make some noise for Jesus today? Can you make some noise for Jesus right where you are? I don't know about you, but the greatest decision you will ever make is following Jesus. Here's just a couple of quick next steps for you for the decision that you made. I want you to respond either via text for the decision that you made today. City Place Church. Text City Place Church to 9400 or... Complete a virtual connect card at cityplacechurch.com backslash card. Let us know the decision that you made. I promise you the decision that you made today will be the best you've ever made. The reason why I'm asking you to let us know the decision that you made is because we want to come around you and encourage you. We've got a couple of additional resources here in our church that allow us to walk alongside you and cheer you on. The first one is we have a class called Next Steps which allows you to discover your family and find your fit. We believe that God has called every person to be a part of a life-giving church. And it would be our honor to have you as a part of the City Place family or to help you find a local church near where you are. The second thing that we're going to invite you to be a part of is a part of our small group. We believe that God didn't design you and I to do life alone, but to do life in community. And so those are two things that we just want to give you some additional information on. And we would love to do that. And we ask you to let us know that you made that decision today. Amen. Come on, City Place. Can you make some noise for all of the people that chose to follow Jesus today? Now, City Place, we're getting ready to worship the Lord in our giving. We've, we've, we've celebrated God's word. We've, we've worshipped. But right now in this time, we're also going to worship the Lord in our giving. And every single week we say what an honor it is that God chose our church to live, to give. That's one of our core values And we're just uh, we believe that in worshiping the Lord, we worship him with our life, the word of God, but also with our kingdom finances. God entrusts us with finances to be a, a, a fluid flow, to drop dreams inside of us, to be able to impact the people around us. And we believe that as we partner together as a church and as we worship God here and give our tithe and our offering, that God allows us to make an impact right where we are. You can give right here via text. You can text CITY. You can text 84321, um, your your tithe or your offering, depending on what you're giving. But just know that as a church, we are sowing into the lives of people locally. We're giving internationally. We we, we sow to a ministry called Streams in the Deserts in Israel. Give locally here throughout the United States. But we're also preparing our kingdom finances for the, for the day where God identifies and shows us our facility. We want to steward our permanent home well because we want our community to be able to find a home and safety, but also a place for people's lives to grow spiritually and practically through the kingdom of God. And so we're asking God, God, make our church home a pillar in our community. And so kingdom finances allow us to not only sow outside of the house, but invest in what God will want us to do permanently and so i'm going to pray and then i know you're going to have a great weekend jesus father we love you we thank you for all that you've done today thank you that dreams are coming alive thank you that we're going to have sweet dreams because today you've moved obstacles out of our way we know that it's all because of the name of jesus so jesus we're grateful for who you are we're grateful that we have power and authority in your name and we honor you today bless our week thank you for those that met you today we honor you In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week, City Place. We love you. In Jesus' name. Thanks for tuning in. We hope that you've been encouraged by today's message. Stay connected by subscribing to the City Place Church podcast, following us on Instagram, checking us out on Facebook, or by visiting our website, www.cityplacechurch.com.
1: Enjoy the rest of your day.